You're listening to episode 46 of the National Centre for Writing podcast. Every week we talk about the writing life and discover exciting new projects. It's the 24th of May 2019 here at Dragon Hall in Norwich as I record this, although you won't be hearing it for a few more days. I'm Simon Jones and it's just me today as Steph is currently busy making sure that the City of Literature Festival weekend is running smoothly. Of course, by the time this episode comes out and you listen to it, the Norfolk and Norwich Festival will have all wrapped up. If you were able to come along, I do hope you enjoyed everything the city had to offer. Earlier in March this year, we were joined by Indonesian writer Raida Gaudiamo. Her residency was in partnership with the British Council as part of the Indonesia market focus at the London Book Fair this year. As we talked about on the podcast before, here at Dragon Hall, we have an amazing little cottage as part of the campus. And we have writers coming here every month to stay in the cottage and work on whatever their latest project is. While she was here, Raida visited local schools to celebrate World Book Day and took part in an event for children and families at the Millennium Library, reading from her chapter book for children, The Adventures of Narwilla, published in the UK by the Emma Press. And did you know that Raida is also a nationally renowned singer of well-loved Indonesian poems turned into songs? Kate Griffin, our Associate Programme Director, heads up our international programme here and is the one asking the questions in the conversation. So here's Kate and Raida. Well, thank you, Reda, for agreeing to do this. Thank you for having um, me. Um, it's great to have you here in Norwich, and especially coinciding with the publication ah, of yes. The Adventures of Noella, which yeah. arrived at Dragon mm. Hall today. Yeah, i so happy. I was like, wow. Um, should we start by talking about Noella yeah, and sure. how, the, how the book came about? Could you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. Um... I started writing a novella in, I think, in 2009, 2010. And it's, it's as a entry in my blog. I just started to have a blog and I, I found out that you have to do something with that, the one that you have started. And I write about stories of my childhood uh, days, I have with my my mother mm. and my father, and then I just wrote it and never think of publishing or anything. And, and then it's more like sharing how sharing things, how I spent my days long time ago in Surabaya, mm. how parents are were more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And they're more, uh, they don't worry about, they don't have judgment to other children or other family with different religions. or They just, they just being good neighbors one to another. And I, and I think, and I want my friends, my peers at the time, uh, mostly mothers with one or two children at the at the same age as mine, to have or to remember those days. I mean, mm. how how beautiful it was, and well, and I kept adding one story at a time. And then there's come Facebook, and I put some of the story as a notes in Facebook. That's when a lot of friends suggest that it, it should be. Put, published as a book mm-hmm. and well and a friend another friend came with an idea of crowdfunding 
to do the the publishing and then Novella is there but that's the the first edition of Novella didn't go far I mean it's only surrounded the, my my close friends in mm. in Facebook and those who joined the crowdfunding and then one small indie bookshop in Jakarta post bookshop found this found the first edition of Novella in a, in a small cafe in Jakarta and they love it and they love it so much and they just put it in their store and for people who came to that bookshop to read they only to read because this that's the only copy they had so one day I just dropped by to that uh, bookshop because I heard that th this bookshop was tiny but the owner was so cool and then I just just want, really wanted to know and then we met with the owner Macy Ang and Teddy Vijayakusuma and they asked me to to put all the books the remaining novellas in their bookshop and then that's and in a very short time got sold out mm -hmm. and they proposed to reprint it and that's the second edition and we have some some discussion to add two uh, chapters for the new edition and the second edition of Novella landed in the hand of a, a teacher of one one tiny school in uh, South Jakarta and she read this book to uh, her daughter and her student and they loved it and uh, and the school decided to take the book as the as one of the collection in in the library and then it became a a book that the students at the year 3 read it mm. so yeah that's so from a very uh, quiet yeah. start yeah, it's very very quiet mm. actually yeah yeah and have have you written sequels are there more adventures of Noella? Yes, I uh, I finished with the second the second one, and it's being it's also it's being translated. It's mm -hmm. in in the process of translation by uh, Emma Press as well. Mm. Yeah. And um, how closely do you work with your translators? There were two translators. Yeah. For the the this first book of yeah. Novella. Um, uh, Ikhda. Yeah. Ikhda. Ayuning Maharsi de Gaulle and Kate Wakeling. Mm -hmm. So Ikda did the preliminary translations mm -hmm. from Indonesian to English and Kate doing um, more like editing, uh, taking care of the phrases and mm. how how the text should sound in, in English because uh, well Ikda is, is Indonesian and I think we have the same problem, Ikta and I, in, in doing translate translation from Indonesian to English because Indonesian language has a different system, grammar and everything, so it's kind of a lot of things to, to be adjusted. Mm. So Kate Wakeling helped us on that. And Emma is doing the, the last editing mm. process. So that's Emma Wright who, Emma Wright, yeah. who runs the, yeah. the Emma Press. Yeah. Right? 
That's when yes. I came to Birmingham last year right. to work with her on the, on the last edit. Right. So you were very closely involved in that whole translation. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also write and perform songs. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Could you tell us a bit about that? Well, I, I perform songs that uh, the lyrics came from poetry. Mm. Uh, the poetries were written by Indonesian poets, famous uh, Indonesian uh, poets. Uh, actually, this is, this is a project. This was established a long time ago, 19... 1987, I think, mm -hmm. yeah, by our Ministry of Education and a poet, Sapardi Jokodamono. Mm -hmm. And then these two guys believe that if you like to introduce poetry to young people, then it should be through songs mm -hmm. because it will help them to relax, mm -hmm. to listen to the melody first and then let the words like simmering or getting into their mind and then mm. and then one day when you take out the melody they just remember and love the poetry so it it's kind of work i mean mm. uh, because we thought well my singing partner ari and i thought that it will last like maybe it's only like a couple of years and then people will forget about it but then but no i mean we were asked to sing those poetries again and again and then one day we decided to make an album out of the works mm. that we already have and then the first album came out in 2007 2007 yeah and then we uh, performed but not too active but then well i will I always had a day job since uh, up uh, since two one since 1986 until 2017. So singing is part like a balance act. A mm -hmm. uh, weekend, a weekend gig or something, and then so in 2005, uh, 2015, we met a very young. A man who got interested in us and he decided to become our manager and that's when we sang very very active we also performed in none in Frankfurt Book Fair in 2015 and we launched our second album and then, then two years after that we have our third album and we're going to and I'm we're going to launch our no, not we, because he passed away, so how could you say it? So <laughs> the fourth album will be launched in maybe in June or, or mm. July. And um, you went into a school this morning. Did you sing to the children? Ah, yes, yes. I teach them a, a very old song, I mean, that I learned in, in my kindergarten. My mother taught me that song too. It's a song of Name of the Days in Indonesian. Mm -hmm. So and <laughs> so I teach them some words of Indonesian, like... Thank you, goodbye, terima kasih, sampai jumpa, and our names of the days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And 
they loved it. <laughs> oh, I'm so touched. <laughs> How did you find the school? Oh, the school is big and and the class is quite big. I mean, uh, I think it's like what thirty students in mm. one class, and but they are so excited and they're so. I don't know, they, they ask questions, very, very good questions. And they participate in, in any part. I mean, first we read the story, I read the story, and then they, uh, they uh, come up with the idea of like, uh, I, I mentioned about the favorite food that Nawila loves is uh, fish. And then they come up with, oh, I love fish. Chocolate cake, and wow, that's so spontaneous and so touched. Do you do much work with schools and young and children in Indonesia? Um, not much. I just, well, I think, like, uh, just just three, four schools. Yeah, mm. only, and it just started like. Uh, last two years since uh, Namila published by uh, Post Press. You mentioned that this is your second visit to the UK, yeah. that you were in the UK in last the autumn last year yeah. on a residency. Yes. Um, what were you doing during the residency and what came of it? Well, the original uh, plan is, was to work on the translations, mm. and that's the main, uh, the main thing. And then try. Well, I work on the third book of Novella, mm. but then I found other interesting thing. I found that poetries are very close to uh, children here. I mean, they. They love poetry, and it's like they can write poetry easily. And I found that poetry is poetry helps the children to be more articulate, to to read better, to understand words, and I mean to help them thinking logically and everything. Mm. And that's I think it would be great if Indonesian children can have books. Uh, poetry books and working with Emma with Emma Wright, uh, the Emma Press. I mm. found that well, she published a lot of children's book in a mm. poetry format, and um, and those books were written by uh, famous poets. I mean, like the one that she she published the books of cloud. Uh, I forgot the name. Of the writer James uh, from Latvia. Mm. Wow, that that book is beautiful. I mean, it was written beautifully, and then the way uh, I believe the translator also worked very hard to transform the message and the beauty of the original text. But but I found that we don't have such thing. We don't have that kind of book uh, back home. So I think. Mm. I really want to work on that. Uh, maybe I could ask Sapadi Jokodamono, the, the poet who put me in this singing his 
poems <laughs> to help me and to write that, that book. I mean, this time you're in the UK because you're one of the 12 writers selected for the Indonesia Market Focus yeah. at London Book Fair next week. Yeah. What will you be doing as part of the Market Focus? And what does it mean for you? It, uh, it means um, a lot for me. I mean, because I've, I've become a representative of Indonesian writers for children's book mm. and I found that children's book should be taken seriously and well we uh, in books for children has have the I think the biggest present uh, percentage in Indonesia mm. even twice or three times books for adults mm. but when we talk about what's in it I mean I think we as writers have the responsibility to write something good stuff for for the children just not just books that being ordered by the government because we should publish such amount of titles per year for children but mm. the quality itself should be a top notch thing yeah we should work hard for that and also I really wish that we have more, uh, I hope that people have more interest in Indonesian uh, works, so more rights, book rights we bought. Well, we have good writers, I mean, my other, fellow, my other fellows writers, well, they are so, they are, they are very, very good and I wish that their works will be published in different languages, uh, in English, and, mm. and more and more writers will have the chance. Are there any writers you would recommend, any particular writers, any favourites you have? I love this book by uh, Ayub Azari. Uh, he wrote like 1,000 pages, the, the book called Kura Kura Berjanggut, A Beard Tortoise, is a, a story of Aceh in the 15th century. Mm. Yeah, that's a very, very good one. And he uh, spent 12 days, 12 years for the research for this mm. book. And oh, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And um, there's uh, one particular writer that I really loved her her books. She just passed away last year. Her name is N. Hadini, N. H. Dini. I think she, um, I learned a lot from her works, the way she writes it, uh, and some. And she has this as a series of the teenager series that I really. Um, I think I got. Uh, that influenced me a lot in writing Nawila that, and in writing other books, uh, not, not Nawila actually, but other adult books that's very uh, subtle and the words that she picked. And how long have you been writing? Did you start writing as a child yourself? Well, I started writing very, very young, but it's only work because I just, I, I, I saw my mom's writing and I wanted 
to try. And then I, my first story was when I was six years old. I wrote it in a piece of paper, and then it's about the paddy seat. Yeah. And then I read it to my mom and my dad during our dinner time. And that's my first. And then my second one, <laughs> when then I stopped writing, <laughs> unless it's a, it's a homework from school, then <laughs> second one, when I was in a senior high school, when a, it's a language class, an Indonesian language class. And then the teacher asked us to write a very short story. And a friend of mine who got my, who had, got my books in her hand and she said, oh, I want to read the story. This one is pretty good. And she read it and that's my kind of series. And then it stopped until I started again, write again. And then it was in, when I was in college because I'm running out of money. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, let me, let me give a try. I mean, because, hmm, it, it didn't look difficult. So I, I, I wrote a story about my, my days in, in junior high, mm -hmm. and then I sent it to a magazine. Yes, I got some money. That's when I start a bit serious of writing, just because I love the money that I got from the magazine. And so, but my book, my very first book, published very, very late in 2004. Mm -hmm. It's a... Anthology of short stories, 27 short stories without description, just dialogue. Wow. <laughs> and I had finished it in three weeks. So it's like, wow, okay, so this is my first one. And then, and then I, that's when I started to write a bit serious. But I just decided to become a full time author, full time writer, just like. Two years ago <laughs> and that's when I okay this is it I think enough working in the office uh, my previous job before I uh, the la my last job was as a head division of corporate communication in oil and gas companies <laughs> <So it's> like, <laughs> that's too much <laughs> Time to change, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the company was acquired by the government, it's a French company, Total. Mm -hmm. And when acquired by the, by the government, and I decided, okay, this is it. I'm going to stay away from oil and gas, and I'm going to concentrate more on writing and music. Big change, though. <laughs> it's a really, really big change, because now you have a lot of time then you get like lost music. <laughs> but it's possible to make a living from working full time, from writing full time, is it? No, not yeah. really, not really. Thank God I got this pension. <laughs> <laughs> the advantages of being retired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, it, it's, um, it's tough to be a writer, I think, mm. in Indonesia. Yeah, and my kind of music is very, very... Uh, and the indie kind of music, so mm -hmm. it's like, it's not well. The record I recorded my songs not from, not in a major label. So yeah, mm -hmm. but it's it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's it's, important. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And it's fun having you here in Norwich. It's great that you were able to come. Thank you, thank you. I was wondering whether we could finish with um, some music, if ah. you would sing a song for us. Oh, yes, 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 sure, sure. Okay, this is a song from Sapadi Jokodamono's poetry. The title is Nocturnal. Let me interrupt. Is okay in Basel and Nature? Yes, okay. yes, perfect. Thanks for listening and thanks to Rada for doing the interview. Hopefully she can come back to visit us in Norwich soon. If you have questions or want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter at Tarnamus. And to send questions to the National Centre for Writing, you can find us on Twitter at Writer Centre, also on Instagram at Writer Centre, or you can search for us on Facebook and sign up to our newsletter at nationalcentreforwriting.org.uk. Please do get in touch. Meanwhile, if you like the podcast, please do subscribe using whatever app or system you happen to be using. And if you have the opportunity to leave us a review or a rating, please do so. Thanks again. Keep writing and we will catch you on the next episode.